Are you both ready? Yeah. I'm ready. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, I'll just tap because I can keep tapping. I'm a tapper. I keep tapping my foot, yeah. But it comes through on the mic, doesn't it? Probably. <coughs> right, anyway. No tapping. Right, okay. This is the third episode of what you say in the official Living Rock Youth podcast, and we are now in full swing. Um, I hope you're all enjoying it. I hope you're enjoying it as, as much as I am. I'm having a good time so far. And today, or this evening, we not only have one guest here with us, but we have two. And if you listen to the second episode where we had Ben Morris on, then you will know who they are. So I'm very excited to say that on the third episode of What You're Saying, we have William Lyon and Holly Eagle. What are you saying? What are you saying? <laughs> Holly? What are you saying? <laughs> um, you both right? I'm good. Good. Good to be here. A lot of people say me and William sound quite similar, so that might be a struggle this, this podcast. And also, most people refer to William as Will. You might better know him as Will Lyon, but I don't do that, so for this is William. Whatever's easiest for you guys. So starting with William, could you tell us a bit about who you are, where you're from, uh, what you do, and just a little bit about you to introduce yourself to everybody. Okay. Um, One thing you might not know about me is that I can um, dislocate my right shoulder. (laughs) That's gross. Um, That doesn't tell you much about who I am, but it is a part of who I am. Um, Just to keep things interesting about who I am. You should probably know that. Um, I live just around the corner from where we are. We're currently at Living Rock Church, by the way. I live just around the corner in the lovely village of Sapcote. Um, And I've been around these parts for my whole life. Um, Church here at Living Rock kind of started in my lounge Mm. um, and about when I was born. So (laughs) I've literally been here for the whole lot. I'm not bored yet. It's still going well. Good. yeah, what, what more do you want to know? What do you do for a job? Uh, I do something very vague and um, a little bit uh, hard to describe, but basically do lots of stuff to do with worship and music, some pastoral visits, and some organising of events, and some speaking and teaching and preaching, um, all stuff to do with church life, I suppose. Are you married? I kids. am married. I have a wife, Rosanna Joy Lyon, and I have a son, Theodore William Charles Lyon, hey. aka Ted, hey. aka T Man. <laughs> Good. Holly? So I'm Holly Eagle, married to Tim. Um, we have two children, Noah and Martha, who I'm currently homeschooling. It's uh-huh. my new little thing. So I don't work. But you homeschool? Every day? Are they in school every day? Uh, yeah, <laughs> mostly. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, I'm quite relaxed. Okay, right. You listened to the podcast with Ben. Yeah, yeah. smashed it, Ben. It was quality. Smashed it, Ben. <laughs> Loved it. Like we did with Ben, <coughs> we've got some icebreaker questions for you. Some of them you will have heard with Ben, but some of them not. So the first one, which you will have heard, but I am curious, tea or coffee? Coffee. Quick from Holly. Coffee, 100%. Coffee, hundred percent. How many coffees do you both have a day? So I 
like Ben, currently have a rule in my oh, life. Oh, you're one of those. Um, yeah, I'm only allowed one caffeinated coffee a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try to only have one Buddha coffee a day. Um, I'm a man of the kingdom, so I don't live by worldly rules. <laughs> oh, amen. Um, but I probably have one, two, three. About 15. Maybe four. Four or five four. coffees a day. Fucking One early doors, one mid morning, maybe a late morning one. Maybe an afternoon one and maybe a late afternoon one. Did you not listen to Ben's thing about vitamin C and iron? <laughs> yeah. <coughs> um, no comment? That's fine for Ben. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't really work with me. Next icebreaker question. Fancy meal out or Ooh. stay in with a takeaway? Takeaway every time. Really? Yeah. What's your go-to takeaway? I do love a curry. Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, it depends how I'm feeling. I re- I do quite enjoy a fancy meal. I like um I like a bit of bit of good service in a nice environment. Mm-hmm. But if it's been a long day and you you just want to chill out then I love a Chinese. Mm-hmm. I am partial to a Chinese. Mm-hmm. Okay. Would you rather always get stuck in traffic wherever you go mm-hmm. or always have really slow internet connection? Oh my days. Oh yeah. Yeah. That is quite tough one. That world. <laughs> um, I think it's got to be the traffic. Really? Yeah. I suppose if it, if you know it's always going to be busy, like yeah. you can always leave <laughs> earlier. Yeah. But then you can always just leave more time to mm. do your internet searching, do your homework and stuff. No, but slow internet is just the most infuriating thing. Yeah. I heard an interesting quote that if um, trees provided Wi-Fi. Oh, yeah. People would be much slower to chop them down, but as it is, they only provide oxygen, so everyone's getting rid of them. <laughs> yeah. So I'd say wow. traffic. That's a bit deep. Open <laughs> egg. Yeah. Right. Next question: <laughs> Would you rather be forced to wear wet socks for the rest of your life, or only be allowed <laughs> to wash your hair once a year? Oh, wet socks. Oh, see, I would go for the oh, wash your gross. hair. Gross. Imagine how many verrucas you'd get. <laughs> oh, <Okay. laughs> I used to get verrucas all the time. <clears throat> gross. Oh, so what so you're saying wet how socks. long is this period for, for forever forever said, yeah. oh, I'll just shave my head not an option oh, you have to choose socks. one of those two I would definitely go for the hair option because your hair like naturally oils itself so eventually you wouldn't need to wash it wow true fact is that I true think. when you get dreadlocks <laughs> true fact I think I don't think so is that not that's hmm. I'd still go for wet socks hmm you I think might I get would actually. Lots, I suppose. Mm. Well, now I'm feeling itchy. Okay, we'll move on. Next question. If you could visit any place or country, where would you go? Like, mm. that we've not been to. Some, oh, you can, somewhere you that can, I've not you... been to, I really want to go to the Indian Ocean. Oh. I just, I watched what, in <laughs> Simon it? Reeve do a program. Like, I'd love to go to the Maldives and oh, yeah, that sort of place. It just looks incredible. Nice. William. Um, I'd quite like to go to New Zealand. Mm. I like the idea of the scenery with the weather and the beaches and everything all in one tasty package. I think mm. that'd be good. You've got the flights. Mm. I'd have to fly business class. Mm. <laughs> okay. This one you know is coming because I warned you about two oh, minutes ago. Oh, no. If you could go for dinner with three people past or present who would they be holly first okay yes. i'll go first so 
Um, I'm not going to say Jesus like Ben did because I think Good. that's an obvious answer. But yeah. I have only got two people, so currently in my brain. Mm. Um, the first one is my granddad because he died when I was like 18 months old. And I, the, I can only remember like, well, I can't really remember anything about him other than people have told me. So I think that would be... That's a good one. um, Cool. cool. Um, Currently, right now, I'd like to meet Charlotte Mason, who is like a Victorian lady that wrote about education. um, Mm. And I follow her philosophy for homeschooling. So I think she would be an excellent person to have dinner with. Yeah. And my third one. Can can you come back to me after William's gone? Mm. Is William ready? Um, I'll just, yeah, we'll just see what happens. Okay. Well, I know I would. One person I would choose is C.S. Lewis, um, because he's a great author as a start, but has um, amazing insight into theology Mm. and Christianity. Um, And I enjoy philosophy, so he would also tick that box as well. So I would choose him. I was genuinely before Holly said I was thinking of um, my granddad as well, Mm -hmm. Um, because he died when. I was fairly young, um, and I just feel think that at this time of life, I could really get to know him mm. a bit better. So that would be two, and then three. Um, I do think somebody like Paul from the Bible would be oh, a really yeah. cool person to amazing, go to dinner with, hear about mm. all of his different escapades, <coughs> etc. Okay, yeah. you got one more, Holly. I was hoping you were going to forget. <laughs> okay, we can leave it at two if you like. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll do that. We'll let you off. Um, as we said with Ben, so you've agreed to go to dinner. Uh, they are all too busy. Your dinner guests are too busy to decide where to go. So they ask you to choose the restaurant. Or it doesn't have to be a restaurant, cafe, takeaway, fast food, wherever. Where do you take them? Holly. So I would take them to a restaurant whose name I can't remember. <laughs> but I, I could get there. Like okay. It's on the um, Victorian Albert waterfront in Cape Town. Oh. And it was incredible. It's like a steak restaurant. Oh. It was really good. Nice. I'd go there. Yeah. Mm. I would do a real good quality packed lunch. Oh yeah. And where we're going with this is that we're gonna climb Snowdon. What? So we take the packed lunch. We have good chats on the way up. Snowdon. Eat lunch at the top with the views. Chats on the way down. Mm. Amazing. Unless it's cloudy. Unless it's cloudy, but obviously... Still get the chats. It's cloudy. Okay, and one final icebreaker question, which follows on from what Ben Ben said last week. And if you listen to the end, you will have heard he did a little bit on gratitude. And he shared just about one minute or two minutes on his uh, belief in the importance of gratitude. So the last question is, can you give us one thing that you are grateful for today? anything mm. well there's so much <clears throat> yeah there is i thought there'd be too many but just one I'm for today for everything um i'm grateful for god's faithfulness whatever the circumstance situation whatever life throws at you god is just the same through and i'm really mm. thankful grateful for that mm. nice holly one specific to today, I'm very gr- grateful for the sunshine. I really enjoyed it. Mm. It's just nice, it was nice autumn, today. sunshine day today. Wasn't too hot and wasn't too cold either. Oh, it was lovely. Yeah. 
okay. temperature. 17 degrees has been 17 said. degrees <laughs> and clear skies. Ben Morris would be happy if he was here, maybe in Barcelona. So, could you, I mean, William briefly mentioned it about it, but could you both just quickly tell us a bit about how you became Christians and how you've ended up here at Living Rock Church today? After you, Holly. Okay, so I used to go to a um, Methodist church and um, I got um, saved when I was five. And then I joined the Hinkley side of um, Living Rock when I was seven. And mm. I've been here ever mm. since. It's quite a long time. A long time. <sighs> many, many years ago. Many, many years ago. Nice. William? Uh, I similarly... Um, prayed a prayer to become a Christian when I was four or five. Um, four or five. Four, I can't quite keen. remember, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I was keen, I was keen. Um, I went to Hot Rock and was baptised at Enderby Leisure Centre, good times. Mm-hmm. Um, filled with the Holy Spirit, as you do. And um, yeah, I've grown up with Jesus in my life since then. Um, I think probably, to be honest, I made a, a proper decision that I really wanted to take my faith seriously towards my late teens um, not that I didn't take it seriously before but <coughs> just um, it became really much more important in my life so yeah I've been going wholeheartedly since the old late teens mm-hmm. okay so <clears throat> obviously the, the, the whole point of this podcast is to ask the guests what they are saying what and you've both very kindly agreed to come and share on the topic of worship. I thought as you are both worship leaders and heading up the uh, singers and musicians team, that you'd be good people to talk about that. Hopefully we'll have something to say. (laughs) Hopefully we'll have something to say. I wanted to kick it off by asking you a question though. So in your own definition, could you define worship, what it means to Uh, you? a big stuff. What? <laughs> no, just briefly. What is what? If if let's say a friend of yours who's um, not a Christian said, "What? Christian. What is worship? What is that? What would you say?" I was going to use some Christian jargon, but now they're not oh. Christian. Okay, you can use Christian jargon to explain it. That's um, fine. I think worship for me is just me being able to pour out something for myself and give back um, something to the one who gave it all for me um good answer yeah i mean that's my overall yeah that's good that's good um yeah i think when you think about worship um there's a one key thing that comes to mind for me is that it says in romans offer yourself as a living sacrifice holy and pleasing to god and that's the way to worship him um and so we can often pigeonhole it into singing songs um and hymns and things but it's your whole life as an expression of worship to God. It's it's offering something more than what's comfortable, I think. It has to be a, yeah. a sacrifice. Um, but it's, it's offering something of worth to God. Um, and wor- worship itself means worthship. It means giving worth to the one who's worthy. So um, I think doing all you can in everyday life to give worth to God, to glorify him. Interesting. I think we'll probably come back to that point about it being something that's not always comfortable. Maybe we'll come back to that. But uh, another thing I wanted to ask you is, could you um, could you try and explain a bit about how your 
your attitude to worship and your view of worship has changed or developed throughout your life so uh you know maybe when you were younger how did you view it at that point and how has that changed now and if you've got any examples throughout your lives of particularly moments when you can remember thinking it's changed and things like that um but how have you viewed different worship as you've grown up or have you viewed worship sorry as you've grown up um so i've been um i i've loved worship for my whole life like everything i can remember about worship i love um and it's always it's just it's just been amazing to to be able to continue to do that but i think for me the thing that i've that i have grasped now that i probably hadn't before is just the importance and the importance of what we say and sing um and the truth that we um are speaking as we worship and the power that's behind that i think that's the main thing that i've probably grown in and grasped the most mm. okay hmm um i think my understanding of worship and uh kind of my experience of it is just always getting bigger mm. so there's i'll see something of who jesus is and and that will really uh, kind of motivate me for, for a time. And then there'll be something new that, and it kind of adds uh, more revelation, I suppose, to, to what worship's all about. And then you see something more of him or you, you see about how Im- important it is of what you say and the power in, in our words when we worship him, or you see about how he's um, kind of restoring everything to himself and and making everything go from glory to glory to become more and more like him and and all of these things um grow my experience of worship and make me more passionate and more excited every time to worship him um and i can think back to times in encounter in youth where there have been particular friday nights where i've just really just caught something of of jesus or something of what it means to worship him and have just felt so excited and passionate um, and have kind of then tucked that under my belt and, and carried it with me until there's then been something else to, to keep that fire burning and and growing, I suppose, mm. if that answers. One, one thing you both said in your answer was uh, the the significance of declaring and, and speaking the words that you would, you would say, sing in worship. Have you Have you ever had any times in your lives when that's been of particular significance to you just that the act of making declarations and simply just saying who god is and and the truths that we know has, has there ever, ever been a point in your life when that's been really significant for you those declarations and and that's been important in your life that's quite a difficult question maybe i don't know it is i um <laughs> i definitely have i okay, shared good. this the other night at um musicians um, but when we had the miscarriage, after that we couldn't get pregnant for a really long time, and um, people bought bought me specific words that my song would bring about the victory, and mm. that it was my creative words that were going to um, bring it into being. So that's what I did. I um, sang and I spoke over myself, and I worshipped God and I declared who He was through it all. And now we have Martha. 
good old mindset. And it, was that just like <clears throat> in your in your own time when you're by yourself um, at home and obviously you, you would it do was. it on a Sunday anyway. So yeah, I I at, during that time actually I I found Sunday mornings were really crucial to me. Uh, you know, having those corporate times where I could just declare who he was with everybody else was a real that was a big part of it for me mm. um but yeah at home i sang specific specific songs mm. um and we also had a night at musicians where um i sang song of victory and then the worship team sang over me mm-hmm. um yeah okay same question to william <coughs> um yeah oddly the a, a similar situation um but we had a uh, rosanna and i have a some people we're very close to and they um went through a a miscarriage um and i remember at the time just being completely devastated for them and just being in in the car driving and and god just told me just to sing um peace over them and to sing um restoration over them and so I did that in the car just on my own as I was driving and um, in a bit of a state was singing singing songs over these people who we love and care about um, and I remember just in, in myself after that feeling um, that what I sang about would happen for them and know that they after speaking to them afterwards know that they were able to, to get through the whole thing mm. in, in a good and positive way um, and it's just a little example of seeing the power of what we what we say actually happen mm. it's incredible yeah one of the um it's not a cliche but i can't think of the right word to use but one of the things that often gets brought up when people share about worship is that uh sometimes you don't always feel like worshiping there can be things going on like what you've, you've just mentioned that can actually make you feel like not worshiping at the time um what what have you found could be those things and it doesn't have to be as big a thing as that what can be the really simple things that can make you think on a sunday morning when you turn up i'm not really in the mood today and more importantly how do you overcome that and and fix your focus on on god so i try and deal with that before i come on a sunday i very rarely would arrive here and feel like that but when i do get here occasionally there's um pa distractions or just different things like that that can knock you flying mm. and you think oh okay i need to pull myself back in um, mm. but i mean it could be anything on it you can wake up in a grump yeah. <coughs> that happens yeah. to me quite a lot could be poorly <laughs> yeah i feel stuff just poorly. goes wrong sometimes doesn't it yeah in in life but what um, but but what do you do when so some, let's say you wake up and you feel poorly um, what what can you do in those times to to turn your attitude around and, and to, to feel like worshipping? So one of the things that I always do is that I will ask somebody else to pray with me. So I will always ask Tim. Mm. Um, but quite often I will actually text William. If I, you know, like last Sunday I, was, I had a really bad back when I woke up and I knew I was leading worship and... I didn't want anything to get in the way. So I texted William, told him where I was at, said, right, this is what's going on, but I'm really excited for this morning. Mm. And um, can you just pray, you know? And you did, and then the team did, and had a great morning with no back pain. Mm. Um, but 
PTL. Yeah, PTL. Praise the Lord. <laughs> um, but I think I think confession is really key mm. in those moments to like pick yourself up and say, actually, my attitude is really wrong. Mm. Um, God's amazing. He's bigger than whatever this thing is, mm. and He is worthy of our praise yeah. every moment. And make that your confession. Mm. I think that's the important thing for me is that sort of underlying thing that never goes away which is that god is just so incredible and, yeah. and awesome and, yeah. and good all the time and everything else that we know about him is faithful etc and if that can sort of underpin your whole life that helps when you're having a bad morning or stuff has just gone wrong or you've not slept well or, or whatever if underneath all that you know well i'm coming to worship and despite this god is good despite this mm. god's faithful um, and actually what he wants from me is a sacrifice anyway so yeah. at least this gives me the opportunity yeah. to sacrifice something because i don't really feel like it um that's the kind of worship that he finds pleasing is when it's a sacrifice yeah. mm. um and just one other thing was i um there was something that uh, i heard bill johnson say which was at a particular time when a relative of theirs passed away um him and his family all gathered around the bed and held held hands and uh, bill said we're going to worship now because this is probably the only time we're going to have this scenario in which we can offer worship to God. Wow. And that made me think like everything you go through in life is an opportunity to worship God in that situation, to give thanks in all circumstances, not for the circumstance, but, but in all yeah. circumstances. That's incredible. So, you know, whatever the situation is, it, it's another opportunity to mm. give thanks in that circumstance. Mm. This will probably your answer to this will, could well be quite similar to the ones you just gave but um, flipping it on its head a little bit what is the what would you say is your biggest motivator to worship so like when you come to a time of worship corporately or or on your own what are some of the first things that you think I'm going to worship because of this reason or is it uh, God's faithfulness or is it um, his generosity and everything that we, we have or what are the, some of the first things that you think of when, when you come to worship? Um, my mind is just buzzing. Your mind is just racing reasons. with all of the good 10, reasons. reasons. Um, <laughs> that makes me just sun. I think for me probably is God's worthiness. I'm really aware of how, like Williams just said, like whatever the circumstance, whatever is going on, how worthy God is of my praise. I think mm. that's probably mine. Yeah. Um, one of the first things that comes to mind for me is the cross, mm. I would say. Sorry to get so heavy, but uh, <laughs> but, but just to, f I just think, well, well, it's difficult to put into words, but yeah. the, the fact that Jesus died for us yeah. so that we could come close to God, so that we could worship and draw near, mm. um, I just think that's awesome. Mm. Yeah. So... Picking up on the point that you raised earlier um, about worship, when you were defining worship, is sometimes uh, not comfortable, and that's the whole point of it is to make a sacrifice. What do you mean by that? What's what is not comfortable about it when you come to worship on a Sunday? <laughs> so let's think back to last Sunday, uh, dancing like a fool <laughs> on stage in front of four hundred people. I, yeah. That that's not comfortable to me. Just totally honest yeah. Okay. yeah 
Um, I think you, you could probably think about it like God. What God's really interested in is the heart of the person that's worshiping. So, in a way, it doesn't matter too much exactly what we're doing, but He wants our heart to be one that is sacrificial. Um, so it's going beyond what's comfortable so that it can grow and get bigger and stretch to allow more of God in and then let more of God flow out, I think. Um, and what that probably means sometimes is that our heart saying, I want you to be more expressive so that that then becomes comfortable and you, then you can be more expressive. Um, and sometimes it means you want to raise your hands, but you feel a bit self-conscious or you want to dance, but you think you're going to look like a weirdo or you want to sing loudly but you've not got the best voice in the world but god, I, I think that god's saying just do it just uh, just take the plunge and see how I'll, I'll stretch you but then make that feel like your comfortable place that you can mm. then move on from um so i think i can't even remember what the question was but... that answers it the question was um <laughs> what do you mean when you're saying worship is part of it is about not being comfortable yeah so yeah that answers it i'm slightly worried about what my next like zone is because <laughs> the crazy dancing started to feel okay by the mm. end on sunday <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly so um you are currently both part or you are both heading up the musicians and singers team and you would team of absolute lads i must say yeah and, and ladettes and ladettes <laughs> and you are both regularly lead worship on sundays um is that something you've always felt called to do? Like, obviously, we're all called to worship, but have you have you always felt a significant calling to be a worship leader? In that sense, um, yes, you have. Yeah, I have. I've had lots of words over my life that have been about worship, but I think it's just part of my identity now. Like, being a worshiper is just who I am. Um, I feel like it's kind of ingrained and inbuilt in me. Um, and a I know like, um, how do I describe this? I think, so when I, I've never really had like a, a career or anything like that particularly. Mm. I've, being a mum and being a worship leader to me is who I am. Mm. Like they're like the two main parts of what I do. Mm really yeah that makes sense yeah and my you can answer in a second as well William but my follow up question was going to be how did you know that that's what you're called to do but you've you've referenced it there so William you can answer both of those questions now Um, have you always felt called and if so or even if not how did you know yeah God tends to speak to me um, sometimes by the things that I am start to feel more and more passionate about and for me worship being involved in worship leading worship uh, helping others to worship is something that i've um been passionate about for a long 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 time um i can't really remember when uh, it all kind of started but i just know that i've felt really really strongly about it um and until god takes those feelings away i'll continue to serve him in this area um what was the second part uh how did you know you were how did I know? but oh i think that's just probably that yeah you so wh- if there are if there are people listening to this in the youth who i hope there are <laughs> 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 um 
Me <laughs> too. Of time it, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> if they are listening, and some of them are thinking, yeah, I think I might be called to, to, well, I'm obviously called to be a worshiper, but I think it's more than that. I think it might be called to be a worship leader or to have some involvement in, in that. What would your advice be to them, and how would you suggest they can um, nurture that and and develop it? Well, first of all, I'd say come along on a Monday night. Oh, I knew you were going to plug it at some <laughs> point. Monday night, 7.30pm. Yeah. <laughs> Monday night, 7.30. Uh, that's just a great environment to be more worshipping. Yeah. <laughs> be more worshipping. Yeah. yeah. That's a technical term. Oh. Yeah. More worshipping. Um, I could probably speak to some musicians having some experience in that area. Um, but for me, there was a certain point that came, I was learning the grades on, on the piano and there was a certain point that came for me um, along the way where I knew that I wanted to um, develop my skill as a somebody who could play in worship, um, which was going to be a bit different to learning classical pieces and jazz pieces and all that sort of thing. Um, so I deliberately spent time just sitting at a piano um, with really nothing in front of me but just some ideas about who God is or some particular themes or some scriptures and trying to think what would this sound like if I started to play on the piano and it sounded awful to begin with um, and there were tons of wrong notes all over the place but <clears throat> it's practice still makes perfect whatever the mm -hmm. area you're in um, and I just started to practice and practice and practice that and I still practice that um, and when God speaks something to us, hopefully now I can be quicker to uh, to pick up on that and try and play what that might sound like in a, in a musical sense. Um, but that helped me to to grow as a as a worship leader uh, because I had some idea of of them what things could and maybe should sound like and help others with with that as well. Um, but yeah, I think it, taking every opportunity you can to develop your skill, whether that's your instrument or your voice. Um, or your ability to lead um, and getting alongside others who can help you with that as well I ask lots of questions of people who have done things for a lot longer than I have um, get coffee with them spend time with them learn from them all mm. those sorts of things mm. Mm. I read a this is slightly related but I, re I read a book on holiday called The, the Richest Man in Babylon and it's all about um <laughs> you're looking at me like this is gonna be totally unrelated it is a little <laughs> bit but the it's the book itself is about um <laughs> financial principles oh, that's really <laughs> um <laughs> so that links in really well with this but um one of the first points they said was that um the the importance of seeking people for wisdom who who are in the sort of places that you want to be to is yeah. like the first rule for success and kind yeah. of transfers to this like like William was saying, if you if you want to develop that that passion and that calling, then spend some time with people who are doing it already. Yeah, um, I think you've got to know the people who are doing the same thing as you. Um, it's good to know what they're like, what makes them tick, how they're going to lead if they're leading, and particularly if you're in a in a uh, worship team setting or a worship band setting, um, you can all lead different parts of the the gathering or whatever. Um, the key, I guess, is that the Holy Spirit is actually the, the worship leader. Yeah. Mm. I mean, got to get that, that little baby in there. Yeah. Um, but that means that he, he can order anything in any way he wants. So even yeah. if you are the, um, quotes, worship leader, then 
you've still got to know your guitarist and your bass player because they might have something really important that they want to yeah. bring. So get in time with them as well and, and everyone around you that's doing the same thing will help you, I think. Mm. Mm. Okay. I only have a couple more questions for you. Um, the first one, obviously, worship is a lot more than just what we do on a Sunday morning um, and it should be something we do every day. So what are the things that you do outside of a Sunday morning that you would classify as as worship and what are some of the things that we could be doing or maybe we already are doing but what are the things that we as as a youth and the youth group what are the things that we could be doing outside of sunday morning that are are worshiping uh, or ascribe worth to god as you described it earlier that's a big one isn't it that's quite a big one i think um like william said earlier that if we can think about it as everything we do ascribing worth to God as worship it just completely has to transform how you think about everything you do mm. so that's why I was saying it's quite a big question it's a big question. <laughs> it is a big question <laughs> but like a one with that in mind one practical thing that you can do is ju- just like a real simple prayer to say God I'm going to go through this that and the other today and I really want um I want it to be worshipful. I want it to, mm. to give you praise and I want it to glorify yeah. you. So please just help me uh, in my attentiveness in class, in my, in my homework, in my um, yeah. interaction with my friends, um, in the things that I, I do and say today. Um, please help me f- uh, for it to be worshipful. Um, that's a real simple prayer that we can we can say yeah. every day mm. that will help. Speaking in tongues, Yeah, that is major. Major. Major major uh, one of the things that I do specifically t- to keep well alongside speaking in tongues um, is that I sing worship songs all day yeah uh, yeah like we have worship music on uh, I, I'm obviously at home so I have a lot more opportunity than other people but I have worship music on at all the time and that helps me to remember that you know, everything that I'm doing is worship to mm. him. Yeah. Okay. So this this is another big question, actually. Oh, my <laughs> days. Just so that everyone know, I pre-warned William and Holly of most of the questions, but I did not pre-warn right. them of this one. Oh. So okay. we are, we've just finished, well, last, no, two weekends ago was Momentum. Momentum. Um, and David Lyon shared that there there's going to be a quantum shift and we're, we're about to reach new ground. It's all going to be quite exciting. And I personally believe that the worship that we have on a Sunday is also about to have a quantum shift. I agree. Um, yep. If that is the case, what role do the youth have to play in that? What what What's their part to play in all of this? And you can go broader than just the worship, but this whole quantum shift that we've been talking about that we're going to see, what's the youth's role in that? Wow. Specifically with worship. Yeah. So one thing that sticks out to me straight away is that there is an amazing little dance crew yeah. from the youth on a Sunday morning yes. Moves. that has started. And I, I believe that that has only just started. Mm. I think there's so much more to happen with that. So I would say to all of them, but specifically to those who are loving the dancing um, just to be ready because what they bring encourages other people 
um, and that can start fires mm. in our worship and it's just going to get bigger and bigger just keep dancing keep dancing no strictly pun intended there no huh. seven um, <laughs> uh, yeah I 100% agree with that um, and I, I think that God I think that God wants well Andrew Eagle brought a word to us about um, it's six weeks until the 4th of November um, well it's less now because that was a few days ago wasn't it mm. but anyway um, and that God's going to speak to us all about our part in that mm. um, and I I really believe that that's true and I believe that God will speak to each one of us and each one of you guys listening about your part in this whole quantum shift in this whole new season that we're going to go through together um, and one thing that I think will be really key for you in that is properly pursuing and seeking God when we come together to worship yeah. um, the presence of God when we all gather to worship is different in a way to um, when we're just on our own or, or maybe when we're just um, having fellowship or breaking bread there's there's something about the presence of God when we gather to worship which is just different and it's always um, a good atmosphere for God to speak um, and I just believe that if you really seek him in those times he will speak to you to give you specifics about your particular part that you can play in the whole shebang mm. nice I know I said that was the last question but <laughs> I've also just remembered that Ben Morris left you a really good question on the last episode um, he, he referenced a verse which I think I've found you can probably clarify whether or not <laughs> yeah this is on but matthew twelve forty three says when an unclean spirit comes out of a man it roams through waterless places looking for rest but doesn't find any then it says i'll go back to my house that i came from and returning it finds the house vacant swept and put in order then off it goes and brings with it seven other spirits more evil than itself and they enter and settle down there as a result, the man's last condition is worse than the first. That's how it will also be with this evil generation. Maybe just ignore that last Ooh. bit at the end. But <laughs> in the context of that, Ben asked you how a life full of worship yeah. can stop yourself from becoming dry. Easy, that one. Go on, then. Go on, then. Well, one thing that I think is funny, <laughs> um, speaking of demons, is... Um, you're wondering where this is going, now. <laughs> Um, there's a, a different verse about some demons that come out of uh, a guy um, and they're called legion and they go and get into um, these pigs because they have to have a, a body to to be in um, and this verse that James just talked about is um, all about um, how they they like dry places and the first thing that the pigs do is go and jump into the ocean <laughs> so that's that just tickles me <laughs> That they're really trying to, they're trying to find a dry place and then the pigs will plunge into the ocean, which is obviously very wet. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's you need to have a, for want of a better phrase, you need to have a soggy life. You've got to have a, a life that is, um, Steve Wilkins was with us a little while back and he talked about having a well-watered life. Um, and basically the devil hates it when our lives are full and overflowing with the holy spirit yeah. to put it in more simple and um less off-topic terms <laughs> um and if we can have hearts that are, are springing forth with worship and praise to god um then that kind of overflows into our life um 
and we have this river of living water that's that's flowing out of us. Um, so I think one thing you need to do is make sure the well of your heart is filled up. Yep. So spend your time worshiping, praying, speaking in tongues, all the sorts of things that we've been talking about, and then make sure that that well flows out and into your life, so that in your words and your actions and the things that you do and etc. etc. are all full of that um, spring of lovely water. Very nice. That was sure. such a random answer, wasn't it? Well, was good. Like it came. Good. It came good in the end. Came good in the end. Um, Holly, <laughs> I feel like you covered it all. Okay. Really. Yeah. All right. Covered it. I feel like okay. Yeah. Well, that was great. Thank you both very much for um, taking the time out to come and, and share with us on the podcast. As we said with Ben last time, if any of you have any questions for William and Holly about what they've shared on, then you can grab them. They really like it when you spring questions on them. Love it. Um, but be before you leave, I do have really t- two more really quick questions for you. Yeah. <laughs> Firstly, and one of you can do one and the other can do the other of these can you leave us with one worship song that we should listen to now oh, yeah. one worship song that you're into and secondly one Instagram page that we should be following oh, <laughs> oh. Uh, what, like a so, worship related Instagram page or anything anything oh. can I do an album you can do an album oh. so I've just <laughs> um, I've, I'm two thirds of the way through Elevation Worship's new album hallelujah here below um and it is one of the best albums i've heard in a very long time so i would thoroughly recommend that um mm. it's really good can so. i do an album too uh you can do an <laughs> album as well um so talking about all we've been talking about in like declaring truths and those sort of things um i've been listening to amanda cook's album which mm. name i can't remember right now this m- moment but it's really good. It's her latest album. Yeah, Lots know. of truth to declare over yourself in there. Mm. Hmm. Do either of you have an Instagram page? Well, I mean, I basically follow homeschool mums, so oh, okay. I'm not the most interesting <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> um, I follow Jeremy Riddle. He's quite good. Jeremy Riddle? Yeah. There's a really good page called um, <laughs> Boop My Nose. Boop, B-O-O-P. And it's just pictures of... Uh, mainly dogs and animals just really close up with their nose and you have to <laughs> boop it by double tapping and liking it that's oh, quite wow. a good one <laughs> that's cool I'm really sad I don't do anything like that on Instagram oh. I'm so old yeah I'm a bit rubbish on Instagram I think out of that conversation you did not come out as the sad one <laughs> <laughs> probably that's um, fine Rosanna Lyon Rosanna Lyon oh, oh, yeah. if you oh, like Ted Lyon, Lyon then. she's a good one if yeah. you like pictures of a happy little bold man then yeah, yeah. she's a good person <laughs> to follow <laughs> Okay, and finally, as Ben did for you, can you leave us a question for our next guest? Well, you got one for Rich. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> our next guest, who William just announced, is Richard Not Jones. Anonymous. So, have you got a question for Richard? What you did. Oh, okay, yes. Yes, Rich, we do have a question for you if you're listening to this podcast. He will be. Um, if you could go running, which you can... Um, and you love to. If you could go in one place in the whole world for one hour with one other person, where would that be? And who would that be with? And why? Whoa! Why? Wow. Well, yeah. Why? Well, yeah. Three-word answer. Yeah. Good question. 
I'll let you go home now. Yeah, you did do very well. As I said, please thank William and Holly because they've both come out here. It's now 8.43. On their, on their spare evening, they've come out to do this for you. So please thank them. And there'll be another one out in two weeks with Mr. Richard Jones. Good times. Good Stay times. safe, guys.